the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Remember, mark your calendar, December 31st, 2013, at the Hilton Hotel of IH10 West for the prophetic gathering of the saints. You need to go to our website, SOGMI.org, so that you can register online. Okay, seating is limited, and you can learn more information about that. And if you have any question, you can email me at sonsofgodinternational at satx.rr.com. So are you loving on the Lord? Are you receiving his love? We're going to continue my teaching on the love of God. And I know you are as excited as I am. It is important for us to be very mindful that all good things come from God. It means to say the bad things that are happening in us, they're not from him. Either we cause them or Satan caused them and we can do something about them. Let me read to you Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 to 12, in which I always remind myself about this when I am not sure or when I don't understand what was going on because God is not going to give you the full plan because you're going to change it. You're not going to believe it. You're going to run away from it or you're going to take steps on your own to accelerate the process. And at the same time, when we're born again, God expects us to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. So in Jeremiah, and let me read to you in the Amplified Version, Jeremiah 29, verse 11 and 12. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. The end result is we win. Then you will call upon me. And you will come and pray to me, and I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me, inquire for, and require me as a vital necessity, and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Isn't that amazing? He knows the plan, he is very mindful of them, he does not sleep. And he is motivated by love, even when he disciplines us. So last week, I shared with you something that happened throughout this summer and finally put closure into everything 
on September 30th, 2015, at the Feast of Ingathering. And at 12.01, October 1st, which is Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, I had a new beginning with the Lord. I renewed my commitment with Him, and I led the group to commit their lives to Him, that He is front and center. And it changed all of us. I've been hearing from the core team, their life has never been the same. They didn't understand it, but they knew they have peace and they are expecting something great and they're not anxious any longer. There is a certain resolve in our hearts that we're going to wait on God. And I changed. I changed. 2015, just like what the Lord told me in 2014, that it will dramatically changed my life. And it did. But what what really changed my life is I understood a deeper knowledge of the love of God concerning me. And if God loves me as much as he loves his son, Jesus Christ, he also loves you as much as he loves his only begotten son. And that has been my reality in 2015. Yes, I believe that from the very beginning, but I cannot really comprehend it, but I receive it because I'm glad that Father God loves me. But to walk it and to receive and to be treated and for God to talk to me and have a conversation with me in such a loving manner after I messed things up, then it really changed and transformed my life. And as he told me that he needs me to teach his people, which is you, to love him and how to love him, then I am more than happy to teach you and to share my relationship with God in the hope that you will get some direction, you will be inspired by it, you will be encouraged, or at the same time, it will confirm that you're not a lone ranger there who has this intimate relationship with God. So you're coming out of the closet now because you know that it's not only you who has this kind of relationship. So you have to still hear me out. Just like last week, I'm a mother of three. and. I do my best for my children. Of course, I made sacrifices for them. I disciplined them. I nurtured them. I encouraged them. I instructed them to the best of my abilities. And I introduced them to a close relationship with God. And now that they're grown, they can make their own decision, but still, the influence of a mother is still there, same as the approval and the nurturing of a father. I kept on telling my children when they're young, especially my two boys, and said, hey, boys, and said, you know, you'll still be my boys when you turn 95, right? And they laugh about it and said, yes, mama. So I still reminded them now, now that they are 22, 20, and 17, but my thoughts for them my plans for them is never to hurt them, to cause them to fail, or to punish them. To punish them to the point of pain? No, I, it never dawned on me. You know how it is when your child is sick. You would want to take the child's place because you don't want to see them suffering. Where did we get that kind of love, that kind of nurturing, that kind of heart towards your children. 
from Father God. We were created in the image of God. So if we, still imperfect, we're going there, praise God. But we're still imperfect because we were conditioned to apply the world's ways of doing things. And we're beginning to understand the ways of God and the kingdom of God. Now we're getting rid of them, but we still has not gotten there. But still, our heart issue, our plans for our loved ones are to love on them, to nurture them, to protect them, not to cause them pain, even to avoid them to suffer the way we did. So much more for our Father God. And I kept on saying this because it is the truth. When Father God bless you, when Father God instructs you, when Father God disciplines you, he is motivated by love. Everything, just like in Jeremiah 29, 11, my plan for you is not to harm you. When he tells us to do something, it is not just to bless us, but to protect us also and to protect others. See. When it comes to God, he is so loving, but I thank him all the time for being who he is. So don't run away from him. When you recognize your mistakes, don't try to look around and try to find excuses or to blame someone. Take responsibility. Go into your private prayer closet. Run to him and ask for forgiveness. Once you take responsibility, like the prodigal son in the Bible, God will restore you. So why is it that our loving father disciplines us, his children? Why did he send the Holy Spirit to guide us, to teach us, and to instruct us? Because God's ways of doing things will avoid pitfalls. It will assure our victory our manifested blessing, and will always be protected. He loves you. He loves me. He wants the best for us. Trust him. Trust him. His ways of doing things and his ways are perfect. When you are sincere in asking God for forgiveness, God will move on your behalf. He will make everything right. You need to wait on him and wait for instruction, and he will restore you. He will protect you. If you missed last week's broadcast, we are on podcast. I shared some of the prophetic instruction that we received several weeks ago at Freedom Fellowship Church, but it is not just for us. It is for the body of Christ. So go to our website, SOGMI.org. When I finally surrendered my life to Jesus and agreed to enter the ministry, which I was reluctant to do, but I told Jesus that now that I have found him, I will not let him go. And I am going to trust and leave my loved ones, my family behind, my friends, my career, because I know he will take care of those things that concern me. I confessed and always prophesy in the name of Jesus that I will not lose a member of my family to Satan, but they will all be saved. And all the members of my family and extended family, 
they are a part of my future. I release that in faith. I believe in it. It is the will of God. It is the plan of God. And it's going to happen. And that's exactly what I did. But let me share something with you about my father. My earthly father died in 1987, one year before I got baptized by the Holy Spirit, one year before I made Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. He has been my Savior ever since I was five years old, but not the Lord of my life. Of course, my dad was a Catholic. He knew the Lord, and he even told me that he was ready to go home. When I entered the ministry, I was wondering about that. It pained me to look back and see if only I would have been baptized by the Holy Spirit in 1987. I could have raised him from the dead. I could have laid hands on him. I was wondering about that, but I held on to my commitment to the Lord that he will take care of those things that concern me. You know, the Lord remembered my promise. He gave me a dream about my dad. Hours before I went to the hospital to deliver our firstborn son, Joshua. In my dream, my dad showed up in our house and he was so excited to witness the birth of his grandson. And I asked him, I said, Dad, what are you doing here? He answered me with a big, wide grin on his face. He told me, Jesus brought me here so that I can see my grandson. So Jesus assured me that he has my dad. Then when my mom passed away in 2002, of course, me and my husband, Mike, led her to the Lord and prepared her for her homegoing. And one night I was thanking the Lord for my parents, how hard they worked. They never complained. They never planned for their own retirement. They never planned for vacation. They worked so that we can go to private school. And while I was thanking the Lord and I was praying and praising, I fell asleep. And in my sleep, I went to heaven. And this was the second time that I'd been there. And I was walking around. And I said, like, oh, I said, like, I'm in heaven. And I was wandering around. And then I stumbled at my dad. And then I saw my mom and my daughter, Angela. I miscarried when I was three and a half months pregnant with her, but I already had a name for her. And my niece from my sister, Nancy, who also miscarried when she was three and a half months pregnant with Mallory. That was her name, too. And I recognized them both. I recognized my daughter. I recognized my niece. I recognized my mom. But it appears like they didn't see me. They were wearing summer clothes. The two girls were wearing summer clothes made by my mother, and they were carrying a picnic basket. So I asked my dad, where are you going? And uh, he told me, and this, you need to meditate on this. My dad told me, 
that Jesus told them that they need to go on picnics every day because while they were on earth, all they did was to work hard. And Jesus' requirements to them before they entered the holies of holies is they're going to enjoy the things that they did not have opportunity to enjoy here on earth. Think about that. My parents would just be so happy and so grateful that they made it to heaven. Okay? But God, our Lord Jesus said, no, 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 no. You did not enjoy this, so you're going to enjoy this before you go to the glories of glory and to the holies of holies. So look at God. Just like what I said. My parents will be just so happy just to make it in heaven. And here is a loving God who wants them and commanded them to enjoy things in life that they did not have the opportunity to enjoy while on earth. So if you have family members that died soon, and when you were single in um, the mistakes that you made, if you are one of those who had abortions or had an abortion, you're already forgiven. And they are being taken care of in heaven. The Lord allowed me to see those. That's the reality of a loving God. That is the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And don't worry about them. Don't look back with regrets. They are a part, my dear sisters, your babies, they're a part of your future. They're being taken care of. Much more, better than you. So rest assured that your loved ones are being taken care of and they're enjoying themselves. And guess what? Stop grieving for them because they don't even miss you. When I woke up after that dream, I start laughing. They didn't even invite me to join their picnic. They're in a different realm than me, but I know my future. It is an assured one. They are a part of my future. And you know what? You will recognize your babies. Well, if you say, Christina, I don't believe you. Well, look at this, because this is the kingdom of God, okay? And before I start with the scripture reference, why God wants you to be blessed, why God wants you to be restored, why God wants you to be healed. First and foremost, because he loves you, okay? He loves you so much that he has been wanting to restore you and to bless you and to see you happy. He wants you to include him in your life, to have fellowship with you. When you are blessed, when you are restored, when you're healed, it also inspires others. It encourages others. You will give them hope because they're going to read your life because we're living epistle. But here's my scripture reference. You will recognize them, okay? Remember Moses in Numbers chapter 20, verse 8. Here are millions of people 
moaning and complaining again. And God instructed Moses and Aaron to gather the people and then for Moses to speak to the rock and God will bring forth water for them to drink. Moses got frustrated with millions of whiners and complainers. And you know what? I can't blame him. I'm glad I'm not Moses. So he lost his temper and he struck the rock instead. The water still came out. Keep this in mind. The water still came out, even though Moses disobeyed God. It is for the benefit of his people. But we serve a holy God especially for you that are called in the leadership position. And because Moses did not follow God's instruction to the letter, he was not allowed to enter the promised land. You can read that in Numbers 20, verse 12. Then we are also going to find in the scripture in Deuteronomy that Moses was begging God. Let me just see it. Let me just take hold of it. Let me just lead them and then take me out. But God said, I don't want to hear any of it. Right? And, of course, we all know that Moses went to heaven because he's the most humble man on the face of the earth. And look at loving God. When Moses died, God lovingly buried his body. Do you think that God was rejoicing that he had to say no to one of his trusted and most loved servant, Moses? No, you cannot enter the promised land. Do you think he was smiling at that time? I guarantee you he was not happy either. But look at a loving God. You look at the loving God. Okay, he said no. God did not stop there. Moses was allowed to enter and did enter the promised land in a very monumental time in the history of mankind, at the Garden of Gethsemane with Jesus and Elijah. Isn't that amazing? And look at this. This is in Matthew chapter 17, verses 3 and 4, Mark chapter 9, verses 4 and 5, and Luke chapter 9, verses 30 and 33. Remember when I said that you will recognize your loved ones, even the children that were aborted, you will recognize them in heaven? When the transfiguration, when Jesus transfigured and became light, and there is Elijah and Moses talking with him. And of course, Jesus brought Peter, John, and James, and they were so excited. Peter, John, and James recognized Moses. They recognized Elijah. They were born thousands of years ago before Peter, John, and James. How did they recognize them? That's in the kingdom of God. We cannot explain a lot of things because we cannot filter the things of God in our mind. Cannot contain it. We cannot contain God. But Peter, John, and James recognized Moses and Elijah, and they were so excited. And Peter told Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. They benefited from this because a loving God never forgot. He did not forget the desire of Moses to see and enter the promised land. 
Moses could have been happy in heaven with God. But God is not satisfied with that because he loved Moses as much as he loves his only begotten son, Jesus. He brought, he took Moses and Elijah to see the promised land during Jesus' transfiguration and before he went to the cross. And Peter, John, and James witnessed this. And Peter asked and said, With your permission, we can make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah, and I'm running out of time. God bless you for tuning in. Come join us in our Sunday services at 1030 on Sunday. God bless you for tuning in. And remember, Jesus loves you. And God the Father loves you as much as he loves his only begotten son, Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.